0: Well, good Friday morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek from Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for September 10th, episode 2763, brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World.
1: Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack on our country.
0: I was lying in bed. Uh, All of a sudden I heard what sounded like a plane or something coming extremely low, and then we just heard this shattering explosion. I ran up to the roof and confronted by this horror. There's a gaping hole. I can see the south face. And uh, there are flames. There are papers flying out of the windows. Black flames. There there are flames coming out of multiple floors. To mark the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks, the 9-11 Museum has set up a simple way you can honor those who we lost that day. Drawing on the beauty of the sky before that tragic event unfolded, the museum's Remember the Sky campaign is asking every and anyone to post a photo of the sky from wherever they are on Saturday morning to Instagram using the hashtag NeverForget911 and at 911 Memorial.
1: Anybody who tells you their 9-11 story from New York will always tell you how crystal clear that blue sky was that morning, It's really the start of the story for practically everybody. And so what we wanted to do was remember together with everybody uh, what that sky was. And so what we're asking people is that on the morning of 9-11, you take a picture of the sky wherever you are. And in San Diego, you're likely to have a very blue sky. Because remembering the sky is the way of getting into the memory of
0: 9-11. The campaign is an effort to educate the next generation of Americans for who 9-11 wasn't an experience lived, but one taught today. We're 20
1: years after 9-11. An estimated 75 million new Americans have been born <laughs> since 9-11. So there's an entire generation that must, must learn this story.
3: So I lost my brother John
2: on September 11th. And um, as a member of the board of directors, one of our major missions is to remember that the, the victims lost and to never forget who they were, and we do that very nicely in the museum. There's a whole um, area dedicated to the victims that uh, showcases not only their names, as we do on the Memorial Plaza, but also has their beautiful
1: faces, their photographs, and uh, a way to call up each individual so that we can hear a little bit about them as told by their loved ones.
0: Well, that brings back chills. Can you believe it's been 20 years since 9-11? No. no. I know. It's just crazy. And I, I posted on the auditor room. I do every year. But I posted on the auditor room for people to talk about where they were. And it's hard It's hard to think about that. Anybody that's basically under, you know, anybody that's under 20
2: I, I have know, a has 19-year-old. no memory of this. Yeah, I have a 19-year-old and an 8-year-old that live with me. And it's just amazing that even somebody at 19 doesn't really understand what happened
0: and d- and doesn't understand the uh, When I'm reading these comments in the auditor room about where people were, there's 50 of them now, um, it's the emotion. People don't understand the emotion we all had watching it. Uh, you know, that's, I think, one of the things. We went by when we were on the trip. When we were on the road show, we took Route 30 uh, through the Allegheny Mountains, and we didn't realize it till we drove past it. And I reg- my biggest regret of the trip is not stopping. We passed the Flight 93 Memorial. Now it's amazing cuz we passed the sign before we even saw it you know and then shortly after that we were on the downhill with the shaken fork but um I wish we had stopped at that memorial but I you know at that and I did you know when I thought about they say it was in a field. What well, was in a field in the mountains. <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah. it was way up there. And uh, I do wish we had stopped at the memorial. We, did, we didn't we did do that. And I haven't been back to New York since, actually, for, for theirs. But as you heard in the opener, what they want you to do from the 9-11 memorial is they want everybody to take a picture tomorrow morning of the sky, because they talk about how blue the sky was, as they said, and post it on Instagram tomorrow morning with uh, We Remember. So everybody take a picture of the sky and post it on Instagram tomorrow morning. But yeah, that was, uh, I can't, it's just so hard to believe it's been 20 years. And we do have mm-hmm. a special if you go back to horseradionetwork.com and search 911. You'll see we did a special about it. We replayed it a number of times. I'm not going to put it up again this year because you can find it. You can just go to find it on our website. But uh, go do that. And when uh, and we do remember, and we remember everybody that lost their lives that day. Mm. Uh, we we're, Today we're going to start a new series called Riding in the USA With a cool little campground called Boonie Bash RV Park That's in Riverton, Wyoming Uh, Plus, we get caught up on Jamie's training projects, and I actually heard through someone else about one of your training projects. Plus, we remember uh, we're going to do some really bad ads, and uh, we're getting a little closer. End of the month, we'll be giving away the prizes for that as well. So we have a lot planned on the show for today. But first, of course, we always start with these. I think this is a record for the number of birthdays in one day. Uh, so apparently, nine eleven is very popular. Happy birthday, w- number one and first and foremost to our producer Jemmy. It's Jemmy's birthday today, so happy birthday, Jemmy. I'm actually doing a show with her later on today. Uh, also, we have a lot of auditor birthdays, Alex Hamilton, Lori Johnstone, host Karen Chatton, who will be on next Tuesday talking about endurance, Tiana Vestry, Car- Corinna Greater, Tessa Heyman, Rachel Laux, and April Hardiman. Happy wow. birthday to all of you.
2: Happy birthday, everybody. It's a
0: popular weekend for birthdays. I'm
2: going to a wedding tomorrow. I have to fly tomorrow to Phoenix and go to a wedding and then I'm flying back on Sunday. But like this child that's getting married is in her early twenties and she chose September 11th as a day to get married. And that just goes to show you how disconnected some people are from September. I can't imagine having September 11th is my wedding anniversary.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, anybody that was of any age at that time wouldn't wouldn't do that. Yeah, right? she was but, like
2: three when it happened. Yeah, you know? but she didn't yeah. know. <laughs> she didn't
0: know. <laughs> you know, it's like we don't remember World War II, but all the World War II people are going like, "You didn't remember that?" <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, same kind of thing. Uh, all right, your turn.
2: Well, I'm going to give my daily Winnie to, you know, my hero and idol, uh, Monty Roberts because, and, and Debbie laughs to be fair, I have had this horse in training that was really difficult. Um, she, she's super chill and then you get on her and you ask her to go forward to pick up the trot and she would toss, she tosses her head in the air, twists it around and pins her ears and wishes her tail around. And I thought, Oh God, she is, <laughs> there's something wrong with her, you know? So he did the, started her on ulcer medicine and then started her just doing some different things to see if I could make her happy. I even did a butte test just to see if, if butte made a difference, because sometimes if your horse is having a behavior, you can give them butte, dumb down whatever pain there is and they'll be better because they don't feel the pain. She didn't get any better after each time. I and I gave her butte for three days solid, two grams of butte and day three was no different. So I was able to um, send video to Debbie and I was like, I'm so confused. Can you please show this to Monty and see what he thinks the problem might be? So he, he, she sends it to and he She says she sends me a message. He would like to talk to you. I was like, okay. So we're like
0: getting me scolded.
2: Yeah, and I was like, oh god. So face. And so he, she puts him on the phone. He, they call, and then he's like, no, I need to see her. And I was like, oh god. So they Facetime and changed it, and he's all decked out in his his gear. You know, like he's when he's on camera. And it turns out they're filming a documentary about him, and they're filming it, and they were like you know, it'd be a really good segment to show what what he does by helping his certified instructors and how we can call him and ask <laughs> questions. So,
0: so you weren't dressed up, though, for camera. <laughs> no, my
2: God. I was, like, just taking off my helmet. I was in the house. I was all like, I should put on a shirt. <laughs> so I basically FaceTimed with Monty, and I just wanted to thank him because he really helped me solve a problem. And his response was, he goes, I, he's like, I only see these four to six times a year. And I was like, Oh God, I've never seen this before. So, but his, his answer was, you know, this is a mare that was off the track. And he goes, I bet this mare did really well and was really successful. And I was like, yeah, she was, he goes, I bet by the end she just decided to quit running. I said, yes, yeah, she did. He goes, here's what they did. They got on her and they had a whip or two, one on each side, probably. And, and they, they got her going and they just whipped her to keep her going. And he was like, and it wasn't one of the big soft ones. It was one of the stinging ones, one of the skinnier ones that causes a lot of pain. And they whipped her, whipped her, whipped her to keep her running. And she probably gave him 110% until she just decided she was done. And so I was like, okay, so what do I do? And he was like, you know, you got to you got to convince her that the world has changed, that nobody's going to hit her anymore and maybe do some side reins, you know, on the do some groundwork first getting side reins. I have a PASOA system. So I put that on her to get her to want to trot forward and let her know that when she picks up the trot, nobody's going to hit her. I said, okay, we can do that. You know, there's just fantastic advice. So I called Nelda at the rescue and I, I told her what Monty said, and she's like, yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> because she knows the trainers where they came from. And she was like, this is why we sent her to you. Because the girls here, the volunteer, couldn't get her to trial without her pin in her ears and swishing her tail and throwing her head in the air. And so now we're two days in. And yesterday I did the Pessoa system. And then today I did just some side reins. And now she just goes forward. She has a couple moments of like. Ah! Flashback. She,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, just she
2: should have flashback. And, and this is what Monty said. It was like, you're going to have to convince her that the world has changed and that doesn't happen anymore. And he also, uh, you know, Boy, that takes me to time Though That doesn't happen
0: overnight, does it?
2: No, it doesn't. Now, fortunately, there is a person who is interested in adopting her so we can, you know, I can help them. And, and that was what the rescue said was just get as much done as you can and we can take it from, you know, once you get her moving forward a little bit happier, they can take over. You know, so fortunately, um, it's an, it's a adopter that would be more than happy to continue what we've been doing so so that's good um and that's that's kind of adopters that they look for is somebody who's going to work with me as opposed to against me boy and so, that's much
0: easier once you've identified the problem if you can it yeah it's true yeah.
2: and because like i was like okay Butte didn't work and we have i am keeping her on ulcer guard obviously because she needs that and fortunately the company that makes ulcer guard sent the rescue a ton of us so i've got a a huge armory of ulcer guard and the tubes and all that and so um we kind of do that and and uh just continue to work and so tomorrow I'll get on her again and see if we've made any difference
0: very good well be safe about it
2: but thanks Monty and thanks Debbie very much <laughs> I knew about
0: I, that because I recorded I, the horsemanship with Debbie yesterday and she mentioned that on the show that you had uh but she didn't mention the TV part
2: yeah no I I yeah, exactly. <laughs> He goes, put her on FaceTime. I need to see her face. And I was like, oh, God, I'm not ready. I'm not camera ready. And, I, of course, the thing logs up, and he's all dressed. I'm like, you're camera ready? I'm not. I'm sitting in a dark room with helmet hair. <laughs> hey,
0: Great. speaking of racing, did you hear about the the jockey in Maryland named Charlie Marquez? No. Charlie Marquez is 18 years old, and he was Laurel Park's leading jockey this year. So he apparently started at the track with his mother when he was a baby. Uh, she was a vet tech at the track, and he would go to the track all the time, and his earliest memories are at the track. Well, uh, he, uh, Charlie turned 18 in late January, finished his full professional season as a leading apprentice rider in 2020 with 58 wins. And wow. then this year, now he's won more races than any other rider in Maryland with 76. Wow! So and he, he's eighteen. He's eighteen. He was sixteen when he won his first race. <laughs> wow! So um, he actually has raced in New York. He uh, was under. Uh, he was an apprentice with Angel Cordera. So I mean, he's had some good apprenticeship along the way, and apparently, he, I think I read that his grandfather was a jockey. But he's not. This is this is what makes it. Not only is he eighteen, he's five foot eight.
2: I was going to say if you're the mom and you're bringing your son to the track are you like please
0: don't grow please don't grow please don't grow. <laughs> he's 5 foot 8, but he's managed to now you see pictures of him this kid is skinny as a rail. I mean we have to be at yeah. 5 foot 8 to be racing.
2: That's but, amazing.
0: Yeah, but he's apparently doing quite well so there there's a name you're going to hear uh, for a long time to come.
2: It's like Sea Biscuits Jockey. Yeah. <laughs> he was tall, but <laughs> Sea Biscuit was little.
0: Five foot eight. Hey, other big news coming out of Florida. Um, We've been talking a lot about the World Equestrian Center. Well, now it's announced that it's getting bigger. So not only did they buy the Jockey Club property, so they've added to their 4,000 acres by buying 1,000 acres of the Jockey Club property to run uh, up to five-star events at. Uh, But it was announced yesterday that the University of Florida, who we have contributors, we have veterinarians come on for the Wednesday segment from the the University of Florida. College of Veterinary Medicine is opening up an equine hospital on the grounds of the World Equestrian wow. Center, 40,000 square feet. Wow. So there will be a full equine hospital right there. They're building it now and it is huge. I mean, it is absolutely huge. So, um, so that's other news coming out of, uh, out of here and i you know it just seems like every day we get more news about what's up at the world equestrian center and that there's new things being added we we actually go there for our gas so we get our gas there (laughs) they have a gas station with no attendance it's this big huge gas station that's made for trucks to pull in so every pump has diesel and the prices are a good 20 20 cents less than every other gas station around so wow. we always just pull in there to get our gas, whether it's regular gas or diesel, it's just cheaper. And if you're hauling a trailer, it's just easy. Nice. So, yeah, and you don't have to fight with everybody going into the to, to the Wawa. So it's uh, yeah. So, yeah, more news out of the World Equestrian Center. Just,
2: they're taking over the world.
0: They are. They <laughs> are. So. Uh, so is that the only one you have in training or do you have another?
2: Oh, gosh, I have a pile of them at this this. This moment. Uh, the other one I have is a mare that, that was Righteous Mover, I talked about, Righteous Mover. And then I have a mare named Flashy Bisonette, and she is your typical like 16 hand, hot, thoroughbred filly, you know, and she's thin boned and she's really light. And so we're working on first of all, it was getting her to calm down just because she was just really frazzled when she got here. was just like a herdbound bound and just frazzled and all this. And now she's totally chill. Like it's great, but she's very sensitive. So she's going to take somebody who is going to understand a hotter type mare. You know, I'll do my best to get her to calm down and get her all that, but she's, she's pretty nice. And then I got two horses in from Louisiana in for training and it's, it's, it's two people, uh, a, a couple and a, a daughter that have these these two horses, and one is a – set. and I know people have been asking about how a 15-year-old Arabian is unstarted. So uh, it's a new challenge to I saw restart. that video, yeah. Yeah, a 15-year-old Arabian, and and they're huge. Uh, they found out about me through Monty Roberts' website, and they're huge Monty Roberts people, and this, the teenage daughter has done so well with these horses, but – they are starting to scare her a little bit. Mm. So they sent the mayor, the the 15-year-old Arabian mayor, who is difficult. I mean, this is a difficult mayor. But when I get her in the round pen, because she's done a lot of the groundwork and the plastic and all the Monty Robert stuff, she's actually been fairly easy, but the rest of her existence is not very easy. So have I do I think that this is a Teenagers horse. No, because she is. And the reason she's unstarted is because they bought this uh, a horse. It was 30 from a trainer, Uh, a, a very well, a good trainer, but they sent the Arabian mare as a companion. So they bought this mare, this horse, for this daughter, and they sent the Arabian mare as a companion. I'm well, still
0: stuck it, on buying a 30-year-old horse. Yeah,
2: but it was just, it was a safe horse for her to learn I on Yes, so I was. She learned on it, and <laughs> then it, you know, passed away, and so now she's got this other horse, this Arabian mare. So they went out and bought a thoroughbred to continue her riding, and, uh, oh, boy as thoroughbred comes in. So these horses unload off of a, a trailer. They had to be shipped to me and they unload off the trailer. And this thoroughbred mare is just crippled. Mm. I mean, a mess. And they got her from a rescue and they, and this girl has been working really hard on her to get her to, but she, she kind of like runs into your space. And so I looked at her and I said, um, <clears throat> do you guys know that she's blind in one eye? They were like, Really? I'm like, yeah, well, we knew she had a cataract, but it does seem to be getting bigger. And I was like, no, she's non-visual in one eye. And then she's, so so. I was like, you know, we need to have the vet out to assess the lameness. And if it's something that is easily fixable, then great. And if it's not, then we have decisions to make. Because currently the mare is lame at the walk. And to me, lame at the walk is... When I make decisions, if it's, if it's uncurable and every step hurts, that's my indicator, you know? So mm-hmm. my vet came out yesterday and, and she's amazing. And, and she looked at her and we sent her, around. I put her in the round pen just to let her trot a little bit. And she almost ran me over twice because she's so difficult. Um, but the difficulty probably stems from being blind and everything hurting, you know? So my vet looked at her and she was like, well, I believe she's got one good leg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah, That's yeah. Bad. We're talking.
2: We're it's a mess. I feel and so, so bad
0: for these people because they don't know.
2: Uh, they did. They didn't yeah. know. You know, and it's so. And and thank God that they're so up for the challenge, and you know, paid for the veterinarian to come out, and and they talked to her for like two hours, and just about all the different things we could do. I mean, there's there's this mare probably has five or six diagnoses that would be like life ending not just career ending life ending and so this is a decision that they're gonna have to make as to what they want to do and then the other horse i'm like this is not a kid's horse like at all so it's kind of a sad situation where they have these two horses that are one is 15 and has never been started and is has a lot of behavior issues, like to the point where she's so attached to the thoroughbred mare that if I put them in stalls, not next to each other, first of all, I couldn't get her in a stall. Second of all, then I finally get her in the stall and she's in the stall next to the mare and she's galloping. This is the 15 year old Arabian. She's galloping circles in the stall because she's too far away, even though she can see through the bars, the mare next to her. So I finally get her to calm down from that. And Get her worked, and I've had the bear on her. I've had a surcingle. I got a saddle on her. I did all these things, but she's still like I had her across the hall yesterday. And I opened the door, and she's like trembling and snorting, and her nose is big. And she's so freaked out because her friend is across the hall you know, like 12 feet away and it's just, it's just, and, and her, she has a, like a skin condition and I'm just like, I, is she this because of the skin or is the skin because of this, you know, and like all of these things and these people, I just feel so bad for them because like here, send me your horses to train. And I don't know this one. You can't take home because probably it needs to be euthanized. And this one is not appropriate. So here we go. So now I'm just boarding them until they make some decisions. Uh, and Ugh. like said it's just, it's just the worst of all situations. And again, it's just people that, and they're, they're frustrating.
0: Well, the hard part, is, yeah. The hard part is they're people that want to do the right thing. They and, do. And here they, they do. They just got stuck. I
2: mean, yeah. yeah, and and they're just and, and I, I know that their the daughter is very frustrated with the horses and frustrated with the situation and needs a, needed a break, which is why they sent them to me. And here I'm like, oh, well, obviously you can't yeah, well, have let's you make it order. worse. <laughs> let's make it worse. Yeah. Let me let me not fix your horses. Let me tell you. But they live in a place in rural Louisiana and they were like, there are no vets. There, and they were supposed to come weeks they ago, but then the really hurricane, rural, <laughs> really rural. They live in a town of oh, like a they, thousand people. They went through and, the
0: hurricane. Oh, geez. yes,
2: yes, and and they they were okay. See, they, they said last year was worse, um, but the, the, it's just a, such a frustrating and difficult situation. And I just have to be honest, you know, I just have to be blunt. Like as soon as they unloaded, I called them, and I'm like, hey. Uh, and they were actually on their way. They, they got a hotel room and they wanted to stay the first couple days and watch the horses. And I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> I feel so bad because I, I, they unloaded off the trailer and I called them and I was like, hey, so like this black horse that you brought is blind. they were like, really? And I was like, and she's super lame. And they were like, mm, we kind of wondered about that. But they've sent this horse to three other trainers, Glenn. Three trainers have worked with this horse. And they've gone to clinics and they've tried so hard and tried everything and here and, and no trainer ever said, uh, we got a problem. Be a problem here. <laughs> and so I'm, I feel so bad for them. And, and they were saying that like, you know, where they are in Louisiana, if there's a trainer, it's a breaker and and they went to one clinic with one of the trainers and they left because they were like no 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 we're not the i guess the daughter was was like if if that's how i have to be around my horses then i'm not going to have horses that's mm-hmm. how and and that's how sweet they are and kind they are and good they are to their horses i mean good lord the feeding alone is like 47 supplements because some person in Texas told them that this is what they need for the horses. I mean, it's a process and I just feel like my heart just goes out to them. And uh, I'm just, I, like I said, I just had to be honest. My vet was very honest and we're going to let them make decisions that they have to make. And, and uh, I said, you know what I would do if I were you and the person that gave them the Arabian will take it back. So I said, I would make a decision about this black horse. Um, like she's not, and my, this one, my vet said, it was like, she's not going to get any better because she's blind and, uh, and, and she's in pain. So all they wanted was a safe horse that their daughter could lead around and groom and love on and maybe ride, you know? And, and, and then they were like, well, can we breed her? And my vet was like, if she's running over Jamie in the round pen, imagine what she's going to be like with a foal. And I said, and the fact that just because she has a uterus doesn't mean that all of some of these issues that she has aren't genetic. I was like, you don't know. You know, so this is a, it's a it's a it's a situation where this is just not going to go well for that horse in particular or anybody, but they're doing the right thing. and And, you know, I hate to. God, it just sucks. Like here, I'm gonna bring you these horses to train, and I'm like, wow, you should put that one down. Like it just sucks. It just it's a, it's a crappy situation for everybody. But that's why I got my vet involved, and my vet is amazing. And um, uh, it's just it was tough. But then I also had this happen. Do we have another second? And uh, I'll give you why don't an we get to this after horse. our guest. Okay. Uh, which
0: I was just going to ask you. I was just going to say, do you ever get to the end of the day and just want to ride a nice, quiet, pleasant horse? Uh, and
2: All the time, which <laughs> is why I adopted Peter. And I've got an update on my okay. horse, Peter, that we'll talk about after the guest.
0: All right. At first, we have to get, speaking of supplements, we have to get to our favorite supplement company, Kentucky Performance Products. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com.
2: Have you heard of a yeast called Saccharomyces boulardii? It's a type of probiotic that benefits your horse's digestive tract. Often referred to as S. boulardii, it works in several different ways— One unique property of S. boulardii is that it supports the stimulation of the enzymes found in the intestinal lining. These enzymes help your horse digest starches and sugars in the small intestine. When the sugars and starches are more completely digested, fewer of them escape into the hindgut where they can ferment and cause imbalances that may lead to colic, diarrhea, and laminitis. Saccharomyces boulardii is found in Nalox Advanced, Made by Kentucky Performance Products, Nalox Advanced contains a blend of yeast, fermentation solubles, and stomach buffers. These ingredients work together to maintain your horse's digestive tract in peak condition. Nalox Advanced is recommended for horses of all ages and stages and is fed on a daily
0: basis. As I said earlier in the show, we're starting a new series called Horse Travel in the USA. This is inspired by one of our auditors, Marie, who does quite a bit of horse travel and rides all over the uh, place in some very beautiful places. So we thought we'd recommend some places. I have one that we did on our trip that I'll talk about after our guest. And I know, Jamie, you actually have a dude ranch you really prefer. So we'll talk about that uh, after our guest as well. Um, so, uh, we have Kathy here, who is with Boonie Bash RV Park, which is in Riverton, Wyoming. And I think our guest booker, Jennifer, picked this just because of the name. I, I bet you that's why, because that is a fabulous name, Kathy. Well, thank you. So, where is Booney Bash?
3: Uh, we are near Lander, Du Bois. Uh, we are about two hours from the Tetons. So we're kind of centrally located. Um, Google Maps directs you right past our front door.
0: Okay. And what kind of riding do you have in your in the area?
3: Um, it's actually mountainous, high elevation riding mostly. Um, right here at the RV park, you can ride across to a butte. Um, so it's a little flatter, easier ride, kind of a nice, relaxing day ride. Um that's kind of what we're offering right at the moment from the actual park. So,
0: and I did see. I mean, you're you're within trailer distance of a ton of trails.
3: We are definitely. Um, if you have the All Trails app, um, that will bring up everything in the area. Um, there's a very beautiful um, ride over in Lander that's by waterfalls and just gorgeous. It rides right along the river and kind of um, switchbacks up and you come up to the very top of the waterfall, it's beautiful.
0: We're seeing a lot more, and I know you you just recently took over this campground, right?
3: We did. We moved here from Nevada in July and have been really working hard to upgrade and change things. We added the equine overnight stays. Um, we have horses of our own. We ride a lot, hence the name Boonie Bash. We don't usually stay on trails. We Kind of make our own trail, um, so <laughs> we enjoy the high elevation rides. Um, anywhere from seven to ten thousand feet is kind of our comfort zone. So that's that's kind of where the name Booty Bash came from.
0: It's interesting because not you know there are people who don't do well at that elevation. Are there horses that don't do well at that elevation?
3: There are. Um, you definitely have to have your horse conditioned to ride. You know that elevation. Um, Also, you know, you can't push them past their limits. So, I mean, fortunately, our horses are in great shape. Um, You know, we rode a lot in Nevada and California, so they're in good shape.
0: It's interesting. We're seeing a lot more of the equestrian campgrounds that are, well, First of all, with the R B boom going on right now, there's a lot of campgrounds being built around the country. I mean, just regular campgrounds, but we are also seeing a lot more campgrounds either being altered to make them equestrian campgrounds or people just starting equestrian campgrounds. And I don't know if the if COVID did that or if this has been in the works, but why did you want to do it?
3: Well, we wanted to do it to accommodate just in general the like minded people that we enjoy spending time with. Um, and the property was definitely a fit for it. Um, it was set up somewhat for horses to begin with, and then, you know, by adding the pens, and we allow the guests with horses to have pasture turnout on green pasture um, so they get a little bit of free time to run and roll and be a horse, and, um, you know, it just it was a good fit, and
0: like I said, we enjoy those like-minded people. How many sites do you have? How how many can you accommodate?
3: Um, Right now we have eight RV sites. Um, We are adding additional. We just upgraded um, our septic system to upgrade and add bathroom facilities. And we have eight course stalls right now. Um, And just we're growing. It's just a work in progress.
0: I know the one we stayed at in Michigan, we stayed at one, and I do recommend it. Uh, Marie set this up. It's a Farm Lane Campground. It's in a, the largest state park there in Michigan, and there's just, you know, 100 miles of trails that lead right off of there. And it was about, it was maybe 40 sites. Uh, but they, you know, a lot of them had pens or they had high ties and, uh, it was a little bit of a combination of, of, uh, out in the open or in the woods. You could, you could pick whatever you want. But one of the things that I really found about most of the RV campgrounds that we've looked at is they're reasonable rates and yours are too. Uh, whereas you get to some of these RV parks and it's just a lot of money. So, but you guys, you, uh, it looks like it's weekly rates are 150 bucks a week plus electric. So, I mean, it's not bad at all.
3: That's correct. Um, Our rates are very comparable, um, actually a little bit lower than a few of the campgrounds near us. And, you know, being a new campground and trying to get, you know, everything organized, we figured we wanted to accommodate and be fair and just, you know, grow.
0: Well, I think it's a noble thing. Now, obviously, you're limited on season, right? You're not open in the winter.
3: Um, actually we do do monthly um, the, we'll have some people stay through the um, through the season actually I'll have two for positive that are staying through the winter and they skirt off their trailers and they go month to month and they you have a bulldozer that digs them
0: out every once in a while to see if they're still alive <laughs> under there <laughs> we
3: will have a snowplow yes
0: yeah that's good uh, <laughs> I would hope so. And
3: there, last year there were three, I believe, maybe four. I think there might have been four that were monthly that spent the whole winter,
0: and they did fine. Well, they're still alive, right? I mean, uh, so and they there, are. There's that. <laughs> there's that. Well, this is great. It's <laughs> BoonieBashEquineRV.com. And congratulations on doing something, you know, it's probably a dream of yours to do this and, and making it happen in a weird year, you know. Uh, But you made it happen, and I think we're going to see a lot more of these popping up around the country, and we're going to try and highlight some of them in this segment. So, Kathy, thanks a bunch for joining us.
3: Well, you're welcome, and thank you for having us. All
0: right, there you go. Now, you had, you know, uh, we obviously stayed at this farm lane campground, which was interesting because there was no check-in. It had had electric and water, which was nice. Some of them are limited on amenities. Uh, It didn't have sewer in this one. It did have a dump station, though, right there. But uh, you just put your money in an envelope in a little box at the entrance and that's how you Mm -hmm. paid for staying at this campground so um yours i mean you had a obviously different experience because you went to i don't know if it was a what do you call it it's not a it wasn't a dude ranch was it
2: well i've been to a couple we we did the campground when we were driving through colorado and yeah you put your six dollars in an envelope and you know i'm in number 12 and that was how it went but as far as the all-inclusive experience. I've been to two, uh, one in Idaho, which was the Diamond D Ranch. And it's hard to get to, but it is beautiful when you do get there. And what I liked about Diamond D is, I mean, all your food is there and everything, and and they feed you really well and everything. But um, the riding was really family-friendly because you're riding up and down mountains. It's not like there was a opportunity to go gallop across the thing and I would worry about Chad falling <laughs> off, you know? So it was a lot of up and down riding on very beautiful vistas. And then the other one that is like near and dear to my heart that I've been to a ton is the Triangle X Ranch and that's in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And it is I mean, it is your horse girl's dream. You're in cabins, the food three times a day is amazing. And then they have activities at night and the riding is they have like the slow, medium and fast group and the fast rides. I mean, man, it was
0: awesome, (laughs)
2: but I didn't do those with my husband, you know? So, so if you're looking for a, an experience with all your girlfriends and you guys all ride and you want to, and it's expensive, but oh my god, it's worth it. It's like the best time uh to go to Triangle X where the Diamond D is a little more family friendly. I mean, if you have kids, Triangle X is great because they'll take your kids all day and you'll see them at lunch and you see them at dinner, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. So, but as far as like riding with your husband and making it a whole experience, the Diamond D in Idaho was awesome too. So those are my two favorites that I have been to. Um and like I said, it, it's Triangle X is like you're galloping across a, you know, plane, you're scattering elk as you're going, you know, <laughs> kind of experience. And, and it was awesome. So they're both really cool.
0: We have never been to Wyoming. That's on our list. If we do the West Coast trip next year, we're going to Wyoming. I mean. Oh, my God. No and question. when
2: you go to Triangle X, you know, Yellowstone's right there. And I think about 40 minutes away is Old Faithful. So you have to go see all that, too. It's just it's awesome.
0: Yeah, we're definitely um, going to be doing that.
2: You got to pay to play when you're up in Jackson Hole, though. <laughs> <It's>,
0: <laughs> I'm hoping we can find – we have a listener or two up there. Maybe we can just park it, you know. Uh, at, yeah, Mary's in bar. Jackson Hole. And, and yeah, Mary, we're coming stars. to your place, so look there for us go. next Stay year. Up. We're parking the camper right in your driveway. Uh, but if you have a favorite place, if you have a, a equestrian campground or you have a ranch that you go to that you'd like to recommend or get on the show, then write to guest at horseradionetwork.com and Jennifer will get them booked in for the segment Horse Travel in the U.S. And we hope you find that interesting. Now, you said you have one more horse to talk about before we get to really bad ads.
2: I do. It's my horse, Peter. The, I adopted this horse about four months ago from Horse and Hound and, uh... I adopted him. I actually fostered him first. I kind of foster failed him because he was difficult. He's a very big, big moving forward. And I had adopted out a lot of horses to teenagers and things like that. And I thought this is not a horse that can, and he's very suspicious and he came, you know, he just didn't look great. So I I just figured this is when I should probably keep for a while. So I decided to foster him and then ended up adopting him because I, you know, I just really like him. And the problem that I was having is when I would ask him to canter, he was pinning his ears and kind of tossing his head and just pretty unhappy in the canter. And his canter was like very gallopy and he could hold like six strides and they're really long. So I thought, okay, I'm going to, take him and get him a chiropractic adjustment, get him looked at by the fat. Let's do like an overall layman's exam and see. And she's like, yeah, he could be adjusted. So she adjusted him. And she's like, and he's very, very weak. When he came off the track, he came off because of a quarter crack. So he basically stood in a small paddock for almost a year letting his foot grow out. So yeah, he's going to have some weakness and all that. Now, mind you, I live in Oklahoma, which is like, the king of of West
0: Nile, <laughs> you know,
2: like, uh, I'm sorry, e- EPM. The king of EPM. This is uh, it's in the hay. I mean, you you just everything. It just EPM just screams out here, you know. Uh, so I t- we took him in. And she said he's so weak behind that. I don't. I think we need to find out if it's a weakness or if it's like, does he need more physical exercise or does he need, you know, EPM treatment. So we went and let's let's do the conservative one. And I have been working him long and low for 30 days. I mean, this horse had two days off. I have worked hard with this horse, getting him long and low and lots of trotting. I've taken him on lots of trail rides where there's hills and everything. And uh, then I went to canter him a couple of days ago. I was like, okay, we're going to get a canter so I can report back to the vet. August was over. I picked up the canter and he cantered maybe five strides and Glenn, he almost fell mm-hmm. to the point where my face was about three feet from the ground. Oh. Not when he, he he picked up the canter and just tripped and I don't know how he recovered, but somehow he recovered and I was like, okay, that's not good or normal. So I got off and I called the vet and I'm like, let's do another appointment. Let's, let's see if we need to go any further. And she came out and she's like, okay, let's do some EPM testing. And you know, you do the tail pull where you walk the horse forward and the vet will pull on the tail and, and you should feel some resistance, And she pulled on the tail and he almost fell over yesterday. And that is a very clear indicator of EPM. So now my horse, I just want to ride a damn horse, Glenn. (laughs) Jesus. The last one had kissing spine that I adopted, uh, like inoperable kissing spine. And this one has EPM, which fortunately we can treat. So thanks to Kentucky, Kentucky performance products for making vitamin E. They, They do a vitamin E, you give them two cc's. It's a liquid and it, really, really goes well with the EPM treatment. So we've started him on that. She's ordered the EPM meds and hopefully we can knock this protozoa out of his, you know, spine. And, and so there's many things that you can do to test for EPM. And one is a blood titer and they take blood and they go, you know, like, look at, oh yeah, there's, he has been exposed to it at some point. Okay. Well, 95% of horses in this area have been exposed to it. So that doing that doesn't really give you a clear indicator of whether they have it. So the next thing you do to see if they actually have it is to do a spinal tap and the spinal tap costs more than just treating him. So we're just going to treat him and see if that helps. I mean, he he's obviously having trouble understanding where his hind legs are, which is why he tripped and almost fell at the canter and why he's not getting any stronger and he's not getting any better. So we're now going to treat him for EPM. Now I still have to keep him working long and low for the next month while the EPM treatment, because I think it's about a month long. So we are going to continue to do that. And then at the end of the month, we'll revisit and see where he's at, but he is a special guy and I really like him and I hope this works.
0: You know how we talked about earlier that the World Question Center is opening a uh, medical hospital? Has your vet moved in yet?
2: I Um. mean, she might as well. (laughs) You know what's really cool, actually, because she's like, she notices my frustration with, you know, when I do ride a horse, it's like, okay, careful, you know, no sudden movements. I'm riding all these greenies, you know, and so she's like, you know what I started doing? I found a place to take riding lessons on school horses, and she's been riding forever for a whole life. And it's basically, uh, she goes on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings, and it is it's a therapy. place where <laughs> she goes and she rides, and somebody gives her a lesson. But the, it's more of like just a group of women that just get together just on therapy. Tuesdays and Thursday morning and <laughs> yeah. ride. And I'm like, I'm going. So Tuesday morning, I have my first riding lesson oh my on a God. lesson horse. Isn't that right? funny? <laughs> I'm like, I just want to ride a big trained horse. Like, come on. <laughs> so, of course, because I have Drax, who's super trained, but Abby took him over. So now I'm like, okay. Well, hey, everybody. I, I
0: didn't know that when I. I asked her that question earlier in the show. Yeah, <laughs>
2: no, we. I don't tell you anything off the air. So, yeah, this is – this. so I've decided I'm taking – I'm going to basically go to a riding club <laughs> where I'm going to ride a horse. And she was like, if you get boon, you know, then you're going to have to really use a lot of legs. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to ride like – a walk, trot, lesson, pony. But she said they have jumps, and it's an actually an English facility here in Oklahoma, and it's thirty. The one, <laughs> it's the one, the yeah. other one.
0: Yeah.
2: So it'll be it'll be fun. Um. So I yeah. So it was, by God, I'm gonna ride a trained horse. <laughs> be fun. Again. It'll be
0: fun to hear about your riding lesson. <gasps> yeah. So
2: that's Tuesday morning. I have a riding lesson. She's like, I go Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I was like, that's perfect because I work Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yay. <laughs>
0: Well, great. Well, you know what, everybody? It's Friday, and it, you know it's it's the day before nine eleven, and you know people have had long weeks and uh,
2: crappy weeks. Yeah. And just so let's attention. do this.
0: If you ain't met
2: one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. A horse trading. Well, it's a lazy fair. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading, they tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading, well, if they're talkin' in circles and the d ain't square, he's a
0: master in the fine art of persuading. Horse tradin'. That's right. It's time for Really Bad Ads. That time of the week when listeners submit ads, usually from Craigslist or Facebook, and we have a little bit of fun with them because of how they're written or not written. And we give away prizes. We've been doing this for almost 10 years, and we give away prizes, and these prizes will be given away at the end of the month. Everybody that submits an ad will be put in a drawing, and we'll pull some names, and if you actually send us audio of you recording your own ad, then you get double the entries at the end of the month. So, Horse Lovers is our sponsor for this segment. Horselovers.com has over 120,000 products, and you need to check their deal of the day every day because they have some fantastic deals, and they have been providing these prizes for years, and this month's prizes are... I'm going to do the first one because you get to do the second one this week. Okay. Uh, Classic Equine Flexion Front Boots. You get your choice of any size and color. The Flexion Technology provides individual abrasive resistant cells that provide protection never before seen on equine leg protection these are really cool boots they are not cheap so um, it's really cool that they provided these as part of the prizes for this month so check them out they're the classic equine flexion front boots and they made that so hard to say
2: you know when you um, potentially fall off and an ambulance has to be called and you've hurt your leg and you're like, don't cut off my boots. Don't cut
0: off my boots. That's right. It's these because well, they're like $100 boots. So. No, no, no. I'm talking about the next thing because
2: oh. I was messaged and sent a message by Lindsay, one of our auditors, and we. I'm going to tell you about the – Enel sports bra and it's a front closure and I've been talking about how I'm loving the front closure bras right now because I had shoulder surgery and I don't have to put my arms up and squeeze into a sports bra. You just put it on and you close it in the front. It's kind of annoying, but yeah, it's, it's, it's so much easier to get them on. And she said that uh, she sent me a message. She said, Every time you talk about how great front closure bras are for shoulder surgery, I laugh because um, there's another group that loves them, and that's paramedics and cardiac patients. So you don't have to cut off the sports bra when you go to put the the little monitors on if you get put in an ambulance. I didn't so think now think about that. <laughs> yeah. So now you can unzip your boot. My boots have zippers. Don't cut them off. <laughs> now you can go. My sports bra opens in the front. You don't have to cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was really pleased that she messaged me. I never thought of that. So, uh, in pursuit of the perfect bra, Enel recruited several women for wear testing and teamed up with the leading authority on sports bra research. And after extensive testing in a sports biomechanics lab, the Enel sports bra was introduced in 1993. The Enel sport has multiple sizes for high impact activities and is the leading bra in the sports world. And you're going to, somebody's going to get one of those.
0: And also, also Also, a Defender Platinum 1200 Denier Standard Turnout Sheet Navy with Teal Trim. The Defender Platinum Standard Turnout Sheet is the ultimate way to keep your horse dry and comfortable no matter what the weather is. As I said, it does have a 1200 Denier outer shell. It's durable, waterproof, and breathable. So we'll be giving away one of those. You can choose your size. So thank you to Horselovers.com for providing all of that for us to give away this month. And it looks like... Kimberly is leading the way today.
2: Hi, this is Kimberly
3: from Cheney, Washington, formerly of Southern California.
0: Hey, Kimberly moved. She's always been from California since we started this show. <laughs> Kimberly moved.
3: Here's the really bad ad that I found, and it has no punctuation or capitals, so... <clears throat> I have a pony for sale or trade for a horse. She knows how to ride. I have it for my babies. They start school and they don't put attention for her no more. She really is sweet. She is a little scare at first, but then she get just to the people. I sail it for 500 or trade for a horse.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Punctuation. Come on. It's hard. (laughs) It seems easy, but it's hard to read and imagine that. Okay, well, I don't need to comment on the person who posted it. Now you have the next one.
0: Yes, and uh, Aaron sent this one in. It's it's small and sweet. Uh, I don't know where it was from. Price $950. Oh, Vermont. Okay. Paint stallion for sale in Forestdale, Forestdale Vermont. Sounds pretty. Bumper takes after mom A Q H. Comma, 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 comma. Sorrel with socks and blaze. He is broke, but...
2: That's blasé. Oh, yeah, it is blasé.
0: You're right. It is blasé. And is blasé. He is broke, but not finished. Low price for sure. Comma, 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 comma. We or will want approved home at this price. Comma, 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 comma. Very nice fella. All I could see was the commas. I couldn't read the words.
2: (laughs) Because it's actually not comma, comma, comma. It's comma space, comma space, comma space. Like literally most of the ad is spaces in between commas. Do you know
0: how long that would take when you're typing it on your phone to do that ad? Just type it correctly.
2: I mean, if you're really reading it in in your head, it would be bumper takes after a mom, a QH.
0: (laughs) It's true. Sorrel with
2: socks and blasé. He is broke but not finished low price for sure.
0: I'm just... uh... (laughs) You have
2: to wait for all those commas to go by.
0: Okay, I have to know because (laughs) Forestdale, Vermont sounds pretty and it sounds tiny. Um, Let's see here. It's so tiny. It's unincorporated village. And they don't even say how many people are in it. So (laughs) it doesn't even have a population. So there you go. It's
2: uh, you in the stick.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's this horse and two others. And that's it.
2: Uh, horse for sale. Twenty five hundred dollars. Spur is a grade 17 year old paint gelding. His mom was a rocky MTN horse. <laughs> Good with feet loads. <laughs> he is a little high strung. Experienced rider. He has been ridden here and there, but not too much. <laughs> been in the arena a couple times.
0: They didn't say he was ridden in the arena. He's just been in the arena a couple times. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I have risen him bareback in the pasture with the rest, and he does fine. He has a little fetish of not wanting to walk through gates. Twenty five hundred dollars.
0: <laughs> just just a little fetish. He's not gonna come through the gate. You're never gonna I've get never him
2: heard out. of it called a fetish. Yeah. <laughs> that seems
0: dirty. Also seems like a little bit of a high price for a high strung uh horse that needs an experienced rider that won't walk through gates.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's been in the arena a couple of times.
0: Yeah, yeah. We've let him I'm around sorry. in there. and he is 17. Let's not forget that either. His name is Spur.
2: No, he's grade 17. That's oh, all one that's, word. Oh, Great yeah. Spur oh, is a grade 17.
0: That's right. We don't know how old, <laughs> old he is. You're all... Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Metta Whatever grade this 17 in. means. Uh, Meta sent this one in. Indiana Area Equine Network with Magic Horse Fairy Facebook page.
2: What? God bless, there's a Facebook page for everything, whatever that is. I don't even know what for it is. For Magic
0: Horse fairies. I didn't know. we have to look that up, too. I think my farrier is no longer in the business. Looking for a new farrier 15 minutes north of Shipshawana, Indiana. Need a farrier that can rope a mini mule to trim him. <laughs> oh, God.
2: Oh, No wonder they, your, your farrier <laughs> has not moved. They're just not coming back.
0: That's a first in all the years. (laughs) It's up to the farrier to catch the horse. Uh, He lets me pet his cheeks now, but still very skittish. You know what I want to (laughs) do?
2: I want to climb underneath its feet and file them. That sounds like a great
0: idea. (laughs) He has been trimmed by previous owner. He was doped by vet to do back feet. Not, (laughs) Not expecting a miracle, but if there's a farrier that wants to try and see how far he can get, I am looking. Also looking for someone to do my mare. She had a severe injury to her back leg when she was young and needs a gentle hand and she'll do anything for you. Doesn't like aggressive people. There's a combination right there.
2: Here you go. I need a super aggressive <laughs> and then super non-aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> and and by the way, you give people way too much credit because they're not expecting. Uh, you said miracle, which is what they meant to say, but it's actually a Mercalli.
0: And oh, I wasn't. I was skid. just so hung up on roping the mini together.
2: Yeah. Good Lord. That is awful. <laughs> what on earth is this horse trailer? Glenn, I have never <laughs> seen anything like this in my life. The next one was submitted by Russell. This one's yours. Oh, I don't even know what I'm. Please,
0: go ahead. Okay. So it is the half front or the half rounded front two horse trailer like we've seen a thousand Thanks. times on this show. But the problem with this one is. It's literally buried in a field of weeds, and the weeds come up to about the roof. So you can't see anything else of the trailer except the roof sticking out of the top of the weeds. That's I don't it. think
2: that's weeds. I think that's weed. Oh, <laughs> it's in a marijuana field. Glenn. Do you think that is all marijuana grown up around a trailer? No, you know what. You can go to this property. But you go and die.
0: <laughs> I think the maybe that's why it's five hundred dollars because it comes with extras. Because uh, this trailer is not worth five hundred dollars.
2: It's so, marked down. It used to be two thousand. They've marked it down to five hundred. It's not they, even a trailer. Like you can see, it's just
0: it's the it's roof. Just,
2: it's the roof, and then there's like bars or something <laughs> in the front. I don't. I've never seen it. It's a rusty roof. That's all can see. Think it's roof. where they the marijuana
0: see. in the trailer.
2: I don't I know. Does not look like marijuana
0: it to It does you? kind of a little now that you're saying that. It, this is what they wrote. Another buyer with deposit back out. No kidding. So it's still for sale. I will rem, I will remove their deposit from price. You they kept made the deposit? The deposit? <laughs> oh my god. Older horse trailer in yard, still usable, needs some work. It's not in the yard. It's not in the yard. It's in a it's field full of marijuana apparently. It is not usable. This is not Ocala, Glenn. No, it isn't. It it's is. <laughs> You're right. So that could be marijuana. Who knows what that could be? Oh, this thing you is so full th- of snakes. It's in Ocala. It's probably got an you alligator living in it.
2: it. You need to find it. You need to call <laughs> and you need to go see it. I need
0: pictures. Who sent that of in? Russell and sent that in. All right, Russell, we need to find out about that one. He kept the guy's deposit.
2: A $1,500 deposit. And, and and you know, that's the day two idiots met is one who asked that and one who paid that. So, you know what? You got what you deserved. Um, the next one comes from Faye. We got to post that on the Horses in the oh, Morning auditor
0: page. I'm going to. Just so you
2: know, we can't post this on the regular Horses in the Morning Facebook page because people contact us asking to buy them. And somebody would just want to harvest the field at the same time <laughs> so <laughs> all right phase in in the next one this is north alabama horses this is a facebook page called north alabama horses oh god there there's no punctuation and this is not short so hang in there Hi, me and my lady, we are 26 and 22 years old and looking for a three bedroom or two bedroom and rent us in or a farm we can rent as we really like to move to USA and start. Oh, this is not, I don't know where they're from. I can't, I feel bad doing it in Southern accent when they're not from America.
0: Well, oh, well, it's better than, than your Australian accent, so I'm I'm Hello, okay with me, Southern. <laughs> me and my
2: lady, t- I'll do it in a British. accent. Oh, that's clearly. yeah, that's a good
0: one too. Me yeah. and my
2: lady, we are twenty-six and twenty-two years old. <laughs> <I> can't
0: even, <laughs> you can't do, even do it. <laughs>
2: no. We really like to move to USA and start laugh on a... There's so many accents I could do that are so terrible that I will just keep... Well, maybe they were
0: from Alabama originally, and now they're wanting to move back. We'll go with that.
2: Oh, we'll go with that. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll go with that.
2: We won't become a part of the USA, do something with horses or some of the things we like and do. We like horses and come from other horse farm. And we have worked with stables, work and ride on horses and bribe out and made riding arena neat and work with the field they on and other things, etc. And I am personally good in IT and computer and make them and drive machine tractor and mini-reader and ATV and scooter and car, etc.
0: Don't you have a little place for rent? Perfect. Yeah, I'll, I'll call them. I want because now I want to know where they're from,
2: so I can read this next week in their accent. The reason I get you to do a southern accent, y'all, and not offend anybody, is because I'm from Georgia. But I can't do like Uh-oh. like it sounds like these people could be from like India, and I will just offend. I will be canceled.
0: And auditors know that she's from Georgia because they heard her daddy on the post show on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, God. how'd that go by the way? Oh, went great. I'm glad you didn't listen back. Uh, Michaela sent the following. <laughs> I'm to go listen back now. Missouri horse book or horse facebook page 17 year old buckskin mare not dependable not rideable and not safe
2: i have one of those in training <laughs> right now
0: would be perfect pasture princess as she is sweet as can be mm-hmm. would not trust her under saddle comma constantly rolls she roll under saddle or is she just rolling in the field i don't know Wait. it's one xxx one and three kisses are best offered. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Not sure if you can get her in the trailer as she rolls doing that, too. Uh, what? This girl's got an issue. I mean, serious, probably medical issue, so we can't make fun of this one. I feel No,
2: bad. I can't make fun of it. Uh, your horse is colicking. Yeah, there's okay. something going on no. here.
0: Um, no yeah. soul, Glenn. I'm Moving sorry.
2: <laughs> Allie sent in her own. Let's hear it. Hi,
1: this is
2: Allie from Utah. Um, my husband actually wanted to read a really bad ad because it's his favorite part of the show. So he wanted to be a part of it. Oh, good! And we found a pretty good one for you. So
1: here you go.
0: Hi, husband. All right. So,
1: hunting horse gilding paint two thousand dollars, Springville, Utah. Posted one day ago. Um, condition not applicable. Very important. If you're you're looking for a hunting horse, this guy can pack a ton. He is big and strong. He is good on trails, but doesn't care for the arena. I forgot to measure how many hands he is. (laughs) Look for an update on this ad tomorrow for that. It's already (laughs) been a day. So, I mean, I guess we'll see it when we see it. We have had this guy for about five years or so. When we got him, he did buck a little. Not a rodeo-like one-and-done kind of bucking. I'm not quite sure what that means and did not like to be saddled. We have worked with him and I have not seen him buck or throw his saddle in years, but because he has a history of this, I would not sell him as a beginning horse, beginner horse. We don't have an exact age on him, but guess around 20. He was recently to the vet and was dewormed vaccinated teeth floated as well as Coggins test negative. No comments. (laughs) He doesn't like to get in trailer Oh, it does say in the trailer. Okay. But has uh, gotten much better. Just go slow. His biggest problem <laughs> is he doesn't like to have his feet done at all. Oh he God. is not fast. <laughs> it's not fast. But can go all day and pack a lot. So good hunting horse.
0: There you go. Thanks for the the gilding paint. I was, I was waiting to hear he was afraid of gunfire at the end. He's a great I hunting would, horse, except would, for that little they, gunfire thing. He doesn't like that either.
2: Hunting horse. When they <laughs> said hunting horse, I was thinking fox hunting. No. This whole time I was like thinking of no. fox hunting horse.
0: This is to take no. your deer out of the woods horse.
2: You know what? I think, well, you can shoot an elk <laughs> and strip it and cut it don't open you and throw m- it right over the back. You usually have
0: to take your hunting horse in the trailer to get the place where you go hunting, though. Isn't that usually an issue? Uh, and
2: they it, sometimes it, it, require proper foot care, but yeah, whatever.
0: Sometimes, but not. Well
2: always. done, Allie's husband. Boy, we had a
0: batch of horses today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're we're not done because we have Frito Bandito. Oh, I, I forgot this.
0: Frito. This is a per this is a perfect one to end on. This is not perfect.
2: to be whatever, but I'm pretty sure, Glenn, that we've had these people on the show before.
0: The actual people?
2: Yes. Because this is in Phoenix. And this they take Frito Bandito to it functions, and he carries around p- and packs margaritas. Do you oh, remember having? Them yes, on the we
0: need to look that up.
2: My friend did it. My I, girl, I invented with. She was one of the girls. They take these hot girls and lead around Frito Bandito. And do you want to hold I, this, I,
0: and we'll see if we can find the interview, so we can replay it right at the same time? Um. Or do you want to read it?
2: Well, we'll just read it, but okay. we'll have to save it again because I don't know if it's the same one, but it's the I'll same business model, okay? <laughs> same business model. Once in a lifetime opportunity. So maybe this. it's not, but it's the same one because there's only once. Here is your chance to own the one, the only, infamous Frito Bandito. You could have your very own beer packing mini mule or margarita. Or Dr. Pepper. The possibilities are endless. (laughs) Frito Bandito, who lives up to his name, comes with a fully intact beer protection system. Not just anyone can get into your cooler. Heck, sometimes you might even have trouble. If you like your beer cold and close, this mule is for you. If you enjoy watching people get kicked while they're trying to steal your cold ones, this mule is for you. If you enjoy being the life of the party and are a social butterfly who loves photo ops, this mule is for you. If you enjoy brushing... Loving and snuggling your mule, this mule is not for you. If you think you're going to get this mule to like you, this mule is not for you. Trust me, I tried. If you have small children that think they want to cuddle this mule, this mule is not for you. He is cute, but he is not nice. Hence the beer protection system. He knows his job. He likes his job. That is all except eating. He likes eating too. Halter broke, stands to be trimmed. Broke to pack, easy keeper, hauls excellent, loads excellent, loves to go. Has been hauled to a ton of rodeos, ropings, and various beer drinking events. I'm telling you, this is the same one. PM for price and info, will trade mule and full setup for 15-inch new or gently used ranch coder saddle or cutting flag. Show me what you have. For sale, not on sale, much blood, sweat, and tears and personal endangerment putting into getting this mule trained.
0: <laughs> I can't remember the name of the place. I tried to look it up. But I can't find it. I looked up his name and couldn't find it either. He is kind of cute, though. He's cute face. But, mule, beer,
2: Ooh. Arizona.
0: Yeah, I can't uh, come up with it. Uh, do you think COVID just put this business out of business? <laughs> I don't
2: know. I'm going to message her and be like, it does sound I, like I am uh, still Facebook friends with that it girl. It sounds
0: like either that or the mule put him out of business by kicking one too many of the clients. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Something happened here.
2: Oh I'm going to find out. I will report back.
0: I do remember doing that interview though. I do remember that.
2: Yes, yeah. because like they they let out to events. They go to rodeos and yeah. he has beer and they buy beer and they, yeah, they sell. Maybe it's illegal to do what they're doing.
0: <laughs> Maybe they have to have a license and they didn't or who knows what happened to this particular mule Frito Bandito. Yeah.
2: Just cool. so you know, I am currently on the Indiana area equine networking with the Magic Horse Fairy and it appears to be just a regular
0: horse Facebook page. But it is but it does say Magic Horse Fairy?
2: Yeah. Yeah it does.
0: <laughs> Apparently. We learn so
2: much during really
0: I event. do, I do. There's so many things we just don't know about. You know, I think this Bandito, if you got the right mule, could be a really profitable thing. But you know, one that's not nice, maybe not so good. One that bites the children every place you go. Not so good for insurance. Children
2: should not be coming up for beer anyway. I
0: told you, I have a friend. And I was, I was hoping to see him on this trip, and we didn't get to see him. He was out of town. He was an entertainer all his life. He said, I'm going to retire. My monkey's going to make me a fortune in retirement. He got a monkey, he goes to all these fairs and festivals. The monkey basically pick, collects dollar bills from people or $10 bills from people, and he makes a fortune, more than he's ever made in his entire life every year with the monkey at festivals.
2: We had a guy, when I worked at the radio station, Star 94, we had the monkey guy, and he had a monkey, and he would come out to all the appearances and events, and he would get paid to bring the monkey. And I don't know which was creepier, the monkey or the person attached (laughs) to the monkey. Oh, God. My friend was a
0: really nice guy. He was a really nice guy. But, mm-hmm. but he had a plan for retirement, and he stuck to it. And he, he makes more money you and I ever make, uh, just because who doesn't want to give a monkey money? <laughs> so the monkey Me? literally would walk all around all day taking d- dollar bills and 10 I gave the monkey money, because it was just fun. Okay. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> so there, so anybody looking for a retirement plan, forget all that retirement stuff and, you know, Bitcoin and everything. Get a monkey. It's you perfect. know what?
2: This I would like to say that this is not a horse radio network approved advice.
0: So <laughs> move on.
2: Everybody have a great weekend. Spay, neuter, and geld. Hit the music. God.
0: Or a, or get this mule. Maybe not the mule. It doesn't sound very nice. Frito bandita. All right, auditors. Well, you know, we went a little long with this show, so we we don't have much time to talk here. But thank you for uh, continuing your support for us. We really appreciate it. Uh, And thank you. You know, occasionally we ask you to do nice things for people, and we ask you to do that for Jessica Troop, who actually got one of Jamie's horses, and it's the reason we needed to do nice nice things for her. Um, And you did that, too. She's, like, booked out for the rest of the year for her drawings. So... Uh, so thank you for, really for doing the eyes nice eyes. things that you do. And, and uh, we know a lot of you are going through some stuff right now. We've seen your posts and we're thinking about you. So hang in there. It all gets better. It'll be fine. As as my neighbor always says, it'll be fine. It'll be just be fine. Now, she's a pharmacist that has to deal drugs all day. So I think...
2: Everything's fine <laughs> for her.
0: <laughs> I think she just gets so used to telling everybody that comes in for their medicine that are dying, Oh, it'll be fine. It's fine. It'll all be fine. Or maybe that's her mechanism at home. I don't know. But uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us.
2: All right. Have a good one. Bye.